we put so much pressure on ourselves to live up to society's expectations. As cliche as that sounds, it's true. And you just need to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And if that person is better than the person you were yesterday, you are on the right track. And I've learned one thing about life, and that is no one knows anything about it. No one knows anything about anything they're in. So just keep learning, keep going, keep pushing, and then you'll figure stuff out. We are good and we are rolling. Are we actually? We're rolling. Let's see this. As we can see this right here. Okay. Set this up. Perfect. All right. <laughs> we're we're chilling. Uh, VZ. VZ, VZ men style. Long time no see. <laughs> we're back. This is uh, your first podcast in a while. I'm the first on this uh, crazy documented thoughts journey I'm, I'm on. And I can really the main purpose of this is to document life and just talk about literally anything, anything I selfishly want to talk about and bringing amazing, cool people that are close to me in here. And we can literally just record and document our conversations in a raw and authentic manner so we can have them for the test of time, which I think is the coolest thing uh, ever because a lot of people don't get the chance to just document these conversations. So with that being said, how you doing? Sam, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming through. Um, we were just talking about kind of like culture and specifically culture. Baggy, baggy jeans versus skinny jeans. So we'll start there and we'll transcend that into um, the epitome of culture, what it means, um, how is it influenced, uh, what's current phenomenons are happening in culture right now um, from punk rock and rock and roll being back and um, having artists like MGK and Ian Dior and just new artists coming in and Jaden um, coming into the industry and kind of shaking things up a little. And now we see this resurgence of almost punk rock culture come back. More people are hopping on a skateboard. Skateboarding was just in the Olympics. So I think we're in the super interesting like conglomerate of culture being kind of shifted right now. And we see a lot of the nostalgic trends that were popular in like 80s and 90s and even like early 2000s, 2010s come back now. And I think it's cool that we're, we're kind of in the middle of this. So I'm interested to see kind of where culture is, is headed here, but excited to uh, talk about that for a little bit right now. Yeah, um, before we get into like the skinny jeans versus... Um, you can take the mic too. Oh, I can... Look at that, wow. Um, so what was it before that we were talking about? You had mentioned how, basically how it's a cycle and what's going on in 2005 mm -hmm. is now kind of happening again with music, how you were saying with Travis Barker, who's re-signing, or um, re not re-signing, but is signing artists like Ian Dior, you said... Um, uh, who else? Jaden. Jaden yep. and um, few others. Yeah. And basically is using music that he has the rights to from 2005, and it's just having them remake it. So, anyways, so then we talked about that, and then I think you talked about how you're digging the baggy jeans. Yeah. And then I, so here's my thing with the baggy jeans. Okay, how do I say this? They're baggy. They're baggy. We'll we'll put it that yes. we'll put it that way. They're baggy. They're not, um, they're not tight. No. But like, okay, from my, from a, if you're, the unwritten rules of style, pants 
a normal fit pant that's like a slim fit or a regular fit, right? That is, the pant does its job. It covers your leg mm -hmm. and it does it in a way that it's not using too much fabric, right? So that's, we'll, we'll consider that normal for this case, mm -hmm. right? So then when you get to the baggy side of stuff, it's just, it's baggier. Yes, so it's, it is. I don't, and I don't know, like, it's... You're making good points here, baggy jeans yes. and baggy. And I guess it's just, if anything, it's just coming from, I guess, my perspective and my ideas and, like, what I saw as a kid growing up. But, like, I don't know, baggy to me always just seemed like so much, like, extra, like, fabric, and it just seemed, like, heavy and, like, ugh, baggy, you know? <laughs> like, okay, I... I, I, I mess with the relaxed fit when it's like a little bit, okay. you know, but like a full on bag or like, or it's like just you put it on and like you just got all this extra fabric at the bottom, you know, like that to me, that's, that's too much. And for some people, they rock with that and that's their style and that's, and that's great. And I think if, if that's your style and you, you um, can, can figure out outfits that, that go and that look good and that you feel comfortable in, and that you're rocking, like that's that's great. That's that's I think what fashion and style is all about is figuring out you and your aesthetic. But for me personally, baggy is a no-go. I see <laughs> I, I respect that because I think style is so subjective to the person and like whatever you feel com comfortable that, that with. Was, that was my politically correct answer to that. To the yeah. <laughs> whatever you like feel comfortable rocking is really what like style works for you. And I think that's so interesting because on the other end of the spectrum of uh, of baggy, I love me some short shorts. I've been rocking like five to seven inch inseams yeah. for years since like yeah. early high school, probably for the last like Five, six years I've been rocking uh, like mid-thigh level shorts. Yeah. Um, and now it's like being more popular with like gym rats and people in the gym. And um, now like people are getting hate on it of like, yo, those are as long as your underwear, blah, blah, blah. And other just insecure dudes ripping on dudes that are wearing short shorts. But I think it's super interesting that we see these cycles of... Uh, of just like fashion, short shorts, baggy jeans, and they're they're all fad. They'll all come and go and come and go. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like what you're comfortable with. But I think like short shorts are super interesting because again, been rocking them for years. But they're just they're practical. They're they're short. I think they look cool. Uh, you can pair them with a ton of ton of baggy baggy accessories as far as baggy hoodies, baggy oversized oversized shirts. J just for. Um just so that if we look back in this in 10 years, like the stereotypical style right now is kind of what you're rocking. Yeah. Short shorts with an oversized baggy shirt, maybe some jewelry. Um, and then as far as socks, yeah, um, tubes, like what is that? Crew, uh, tube sock or like a longer sock, right? But I feel like people also rock the short, like the no, no, no show short yeah. socks, right? And then... Sneakers, like what are you? Jordan people are ones. wearing Jordan ones, Jordan ones Nike blazers. Dunks, Nike Dunks, Blazers, blazers. Air Forces. Yeah, those are all Nike shoes. What about Adidas? Nothing. If anything, Yeezys. if anything, Yeezy slides or like the the Wave Runners. Yeah, Wave Runners are Wave Runners are back. But again, going back to our original <laughs> point of nostalgic, like nostalgia is back, and there's no coincidence that old school dunks and old school Jordan ones and air forces and blazers. Um, like there's no coincidence. Those are back, 
paired with either short shorts, which were popular in the 80s and 90s. Short you shorts. Popular high high ankle socks. No no one's really wear like short no shows are, are in, but like it's really like crew crew like mid length crew socks. Yeah, then like I I love like no show socks and stuff paired with some some ultra boosts or something like that. But yeah, like mid crew length socks are in. When were those in? The eighties and nineties. When did Nike first release blazers? Ninety seven. Or 87, one of those. I know, something with the 7, 87. So it's like 80s and 90s, that's back. What music genre was big then? Hip-hop was just coming up, but it was rock. It was punk. Shorts, short shorts. Jeans, probably baggy jeans. How do you explain the baggy shirt, though? Yeah, I don't know. That just that's came. one that's... Just came about it. That, that's like a, an adap- adaptation. 50 Cent? Flavor Flick? <laughs> Soldier? I think so, so I think Soldier Boy was uh Dre. Dre? Dre Dre I made Dre <laughs> Drake I think oh God, I, I so yeah funny. I don't know where uh, I don't know I don't know where baggy baggy shirts came in, but I, I rock with it. But again, I think it comes down to funny funny stereotypical what are you comfortable in, yeah. especially like in the gym and stuff. Like, people traditionally wear, like, tighter stuff to the gym, show off some flex here and there, which is awesome. People wear baggy as, like, pump covers now, which is dope. I I rock with it. But, again, you can wear just baggy and kind of hide your body even, whether you're comfortable enough to hide it. I know a lot of, like guys that are fairly fit um and this is like i've i'm speaking from personal experience too like wearing like an oversized t-shirt makes you definitely look way smaller than you are i understand that it hides a lot of your muscles blah 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 so if you're secure enough to wear an oversized shirt i think it's cool because you're comfortable with your body and this is i don't know what direction this podcast will go but we're still gonna just run with it um but i think on the other side it's it's cool because if you're like even not like super secure with your body you can just throw on an oversized shirt and be okay with it so i think it goes both ways of like if you're secure cool you can wear oversized if you're not secure cool you can wear oversized because it's a cool it's cool blend and again i don't know where where it came from again you look back and baggy's been around forever since early 2000s and stuff not so much in like 80s 90s um i remember when i was living through the 80s yeah the style was style was just impeccable then i just remember it like it was yesterday but it's it's no coincidence that there's tube socks and jordan ones and blazers and dunks and short shorts and baggy jeans and punk rock music all coming back right now because nostalgia is back so people want like a blend and taste of of, hey, what were our moms and dads like in the 80s and 90s? Like, what was the cool fashion statements then? And again, I, I like to just see, there's very select, like, few people um, that I follow when it comes to, like, they really dictate culture. And they have a finger on the pulse of, of culture. And the three, and I'm not too much in women's fashion right now. I, it's not super relatable to me. Uh, I respect the the guys who can pull off women's fashion, uh, and obviously even girls who can just are stylish. Uh, but that's not just what I what I consume. But I think like my three fashion, I want to be wary of the word icons because that's a big word. But fashion influences I follow is Virgil with Off White, 
Kanye, and Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, wow. Justin Bieber. I think those three dictate, or they have a lot of heavy influence on culture, and you see uh, a lot of those styles, they're one or two years ahead a lot of oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. No one knew they wanted, they wanted 350s when they first came out when Yeezy dropped them. No one knew that. No one knew they wanted Wave Runners until two years later. Nobody knew that. They, nobody, <laughs> nobody knew they wanted to wear zip ties on their shoes until you strapped some zip ties no, on your shoes. No one knew that they wanted to get a shoebox with holes in it. <laughs> until yeah. No... That, no, no, no one, no one wanted a midsole that started like yellowing and stuff as like the finished shoe product. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. No, again, the whole, like wh- like the whole trend of shoes being like worn in and like um, what do you call it, aged. Yeah. To that, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Again, like Beaver's been ahead of every single style trend forever, for eternity. Hairstyles icon. No, no white blonde haired dude is thinking about dreads too much, no. and he pulls pulls those off and creates an uproar. And then we see a little, a, a few bold stragglers uh, follow his lead. But yeah, I, I think it's people that aren't afraid to be themselves and like uh, express themselves how how they will. And again, if anyone's out there deep in the fashion game, is probably pulling their hairs out right now, saying you just said Justin Bieber's a fashion influence, yeah. but. That's me, and you have your opinions, I have my opinions. I think Kanye is one of the most influential people of modern-day culture, and I get a lot of backlash on that. But fight me over it, DM me, and let's talk, because I will back up my boy, yay, any day of the week. Uh, I think he's one of the most, I think he is the most influential person to shape modern-day culture in a 2021 landscape right now, even though he's going to release Donda in, like, 12 years from now, uh, that doesn't matter. He has a grip on culture, and we all follow his lead subconsciously. So with that being said, VZ, what you got? What do I got? What do I got? Music. Oh, a, we were talking about music. Music. I actually have a question for you, because we were just kind of talking about the trends um, as far as what? Um, shorter shorts, um, yep. sneakers like Jordan 1s, like age sneakers, crew, crew socks. Um, so... Hold that I'm holding it. Keep I'm talking. holding it. Keep, Keep talking. Talk. Okay. Um, so what was I going to say? I guess before this was... What are you going to show? Oh, sick. These are fire, bro. What do you call it? Ice creams or the scoops? Scoops. So, Scott, shout out scoops. Shout out scoops. Sky, degenerous. Damn, bro. These are cool. Can the camera... Can Wow, man. I love the suede on these, too. It's like a super cool. Love the color combo, too. Now we're doing a shoe, now we're doing a shoe we doing review, a shoe, shoe review breakdown. Over custom, custom ones called Scoops. Scoops. Shout out Scoops. Cool. Um, scoops, if you're watching, I'm a size 14. Size so. 14. Just, just see, you know, just, putting it, just putting it out there. Anyways, back to what I was gonna ask. So that was kind of the trend we're talking about right now: aged sneakers, shorter shorts, longer socks, right? Vin- vintage shirts, vintage type vintage of stuff. Vintage shirts, vintage baggy. So before this, three, four years ago, um, 2016 to 20 like 18. Yep. 
and even before that, maybe 2014, 2015, one big thing that stands out in my mind were more fitted pants. Yep. Joggers were a big thing, yep. like cuffed um, at the, the bottom of the pant was tapered and then cuffed. Um, Yeezy was huge. Yep. Um, towards the later years, like 2017, 2018, that's when Virgil was collaborating with Nike and dropped his 10 collection. And um, all those 10 shoes and anything that Virgil would work on was, was huge. My question is, that period or that style, is that gone now? Are we completely in a different realm? Because I'll be honest with you, like, when I put on joggers now, like, I, it's not that I, I don't feel we okay, I don't want to say that I feel weird, but I can tell that, like, joggers are kind of, like, that they were very, very popular a couple of years ago. Like, I almost think about, oh, should I put on, I don't have cargo pants, but I think about, oh, maybe I want to get a pair of cargo pants, or maybe I want to get a pair of sweatpants that, like, is not cuffed at the bottom. Like, I know that's being really specific, um, and I might be getting flamed for this, but like, just bear with me. Like, the the the, the really like the the things that were very trendy five years ago are those still with the, with us today, or are those like dead, or are some of those still gonna forever be? Um, I don't want to say forever, but are they still gonna be like a staple no matter when you like? For example, blue jeans; those are never gonna die. Yeah. Um, like, are there certain aspects from those things that are never going to die? Or are we just calling all that early, easy, easy stuff, joggers, more fitted pants, that kind of stuff? Or are we all, are we just saying that's, that, that's stuff? I think done? we're still rocking with those. I, like, you see a lot of people still rocking with, with those. And I think, like, skinnies and fitted pants, that it's something that'll be around for a while. Like, not, again, like, and there's time and places for it. Like, I was just at a wedding, and, like, I, I've been typically wearing more baggy stuff, peggy cargos and, and stuff, but it's, like, to a wedding and stuff or something fancy, I'm going to wear, like, tighter fit. I'm not pulling up to a wedding in some baggy cargos, you know what I mean? It's, like, you're wearing some tight stuff, maybe with some, like, chucka boots, uh, something, something like that, you know? So, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting that, again wear whatever the hell you feel comfortable in. And if those are baggy cargos, cool. If those are skin tight, skinny jeans, cool. You might get flamed by some Gen Zers out there, but that's what I love to see. If you're out in public, you can immediately know what generation they're, uh, they're in based on the, the looseness of their jeans. Uh, we're seeing a lot of like millennials and like younger 30s, 40s and stuff, skin tight. Skin tight, maybe some jean jackets, maybe some leather jackets. Those seem a little old, a little like five, six years ago. Skinny jeans, yep. It's like, okay, that's millennial. Whatever generation is above millennial, which is irrelevant. Uh, you see some fucking parachutes running down the runway. It's like, okay, that's a Gen Z year. <laughs> you see yeah, some, some pants yeah. that are like 12 feet wide. It's taking on like two lanes of traffic. And they have like 12 rips in them, so they get some good airflow in, in, in it. So it's like if they're going really quick, they can like uh, get slowed down like the parachutes on a, like drag, drag strip cars, yeah. drag racing cars. That, I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of modern day uh, pants, if you're shopping at like H&M or PacSun, they could like tie those to the back of drag racing cars and it would probably do the same thing as their parachutes. <laughs> with, with the holes that, that are in there, I think it would be pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it's comparable. 
sure. I mean, yeah, that just, again, that just goes back to like what you were talking, like the trends now, like cargo pants are typically baggier pants, any sort of baggier pants and rocking that with like maybe a larger oversized shirt or sweatshirt. And then you got some Jordan one or some other chunkier kicks to, to finish off the outfit. And that's kind of the chunky kicks are for sure back. Yeah. That's so that, sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So that, that is just kind of like, again, that's, I guess the cycle that we're going through right now. And it's going to be like that for a couple of years, maybe more, who knows? But like, again, I think, I, I think it's just really cool to, to see that. Like, I think I've, you just kind of become more conscious and more aware after a while. And like, now it's just very cool. Like I'm not into every trend, but I just, I like to though see what trends come up and like the transitions of the trends. Like again, how we just talked about what were the trends in like 2015 through 2018, 2019. And now you can definitely tell that there's like a noticeable difference. Like if you would have gone on like the Instagram uh, search page, five years ago and would have seen like the fashion trends there is definitely a noticeable difference between then and now yeah if that makes sense like if the 2010s were like go 30 years from now and you know how like people treat the 1980s like they'll have halloween events yeah. based on the 80s if they have halloween events based off the 2010s i will know what i will be wearing i'm gonna wear like some uh skinnier joggers and i might try to like get some yeezys for cheap or whatever and then maybe some like bootleg off-white hoodie or something, <laughs> something like that, you know, yeah. compared to like now, again, I can tell it's more of like a baggier, looser fit pants and then like vintage, um, vintage, any, anything vintage or vin but vintage shirt uh, and then some sort of like throwback sneakers. Yeah. So. Um, you wear like a, like in 2010s, you'd wear like a, like a pocket tee. Something oh, like yeah, a graphic, not a graphic, like a patterned graphic tee, 100%. a graphic, graphic, uh, pocket tee. Yes. Maybe yes. like a, a button up, maybe a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> trying to think what else can we touch upon in this subject? Okay. Here's one more, one more thing. I just want to give a shout out to, well, not a shout out, but New Balance. Yeah. I think is really been killing it. They've been with it. They've been with it. I just recently bought a pair of 992s. Um, I'll show you pictures after. Actually, I can show you pictures now. And they, I think, are really solid. And I just really think it's cool. I think, again, New Balance is kind of riding on that whole wave of, like, nostalgia and what? Like, older sneakers, older silhouettes, kind of that re retro vintage stuff because New Balance had such a big footprint in the 80s and 90s. I'm so pissed. I, like... Probably five years ago. I got these just for a second. I like those. I think I, I, love the I picked a pair of like maybe oh. 815s, 915s. I remember that from Moto 3, right? 915s maybe? I think those were... 574s. Were those 574s? They were like a low top. Yeah. They, maybe 574s. Yeah, I picked up 574 New Balances from Moda for I think $12. Oh, uh, sold them. I don't know why. I was just. I go through these cycles of like, I want new shoes, but I have too many shoes, so I sell them for super, super cheap just to literally get rid of them. Uh, and now I wish I had those back. I also had an old pair of, literally, I rocked them in seventh grade of all red and gray dunk highs. Rock, rocked them. Highs. I feel like I and, I, and I got rid of them. I don't know why. It's just like, all right, Nike isn't cool. I'm going to just get rid of these. I want more. I want new new shoes. But again, I want to slim down the collection. I got rid of them. Now they'd be perfect. And I, I have so many outfits that it's like, 
I wish I had those back. I've never seen them. Never seen them again. Uh, never seen that colorway again. I could yeah. probably go and find them. They weren't like crazy rare, but mm-hmm. it's crazy how just trends cycle and cycle and cycle. That's another topic I'd like to talk about. With, with the cycling of the trends, like how do you know and how much of when, when one trend is turning into another, how do you know how much of that older trend to keep? For example, Yeezys, like V2s, I would say, those were so, like the zebras, uh, the breads, they had, like all that stuff was really, really popping, like 2015, 2016, 2017. And like now, it's really not so much, I think, because Yeezys are definitely more widespread, they're more available and stuff. But, and, and it's hard to think about it now, but who knows, 10, 15 years to 20 years from now, Yeezys might be popping again. Yeah. So like if you've got a, a couple of pairs of Yeezys, for example, what do you do now? Do you want to sell them so that way you can stay up on the trends or use this money for whatever it is? Because you're probably going to get not as much money as you can right now, which is not necessarily bad. It, it makes sense. Or do you want to keep them to then hopefully one day be able to rock them again? Who knows? Who knows? I guess like who, who was the comparison to like Jordan ones at the time? Were there any other like secondary players in the when like Jordan ones first first launched and like Jordan Jordan's first came out? Um, Nike had other basketball shoes. Yeah. Sky Forces was was one. New Balance had uh, shoes at that time. Converse was still making basketball shoes. Adidas. The, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar b- played in Superstars, Shelto's. Mm. So, so those were kind of like your standard shoes. And I know, I know for a fact Jordan 1s, like, they were very expensive, so that's why a lot of people wouldn't buy them at the time. Like, I think it was like $100 when they first came out, which is a lot. And obviously, like, the New Balances, Converse's, they were making really good quality shoes that were cheaper, I would want to say. Yes, so there was definitely other competition. So to my point, uh, we really haven't seen this cycle of Yeezys and like a new person in the market that's built and gained so much momentum as Yeezy did with Adidas. Obviously, it was signed with Nike for a while, transferred over to Adidas in 2016, 2015, 2016, launched original 350s in 2016, 2015? One of those years. Yeah. Um, and we just saw an explosion of culture, explosion of that. Now Yeezy is a billion-dollar company, and I think we haven't seen that too much, at least in our short lifetime so far. So, again, I'll be interested to see in 10, 15, 20 years, do the original Yeezys come back? Do 750s come back or 700s or 350s or whatever whole, it is? Does that whole aesthetic come back, like the Yeezy fear of God aesthetic, I guess, yeah. where it's just like, again, tighter jogger pants not saying that it's gone it's just not very strong anymore and like you like when i think about this i just think about majid ali shout out to him because he would be coming out with i just remember in high school bro he got 750s fear of god uh skinny jeans or like sweatpants and then i forgot he'd rock probably like a a a fear god hoodie or some 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 sort of hoodie and maybe a flannel on top and like i was just like damn he's got style like that was like literally yeah, so I agree. For that aesthetic to come back. It'll take time. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see once Donda drops what what the style is and and what Gap does with 
going into winter gap puffers it'll be i don't know i've i'm with kanye i think he's gonna turn gap around i've gotten a lot of heat with that uh as far as oh gap made a mistake Kanye's going to blow Gap up and then buy Gap, and he's going to be the owner of Gap and going to turn Gap into a billion-dollar company. I don't know what they're worth right now, but he's going to make them worth more than they are right now, which is cool. So that's all I got from a fash- our, our little fashion trends because we're so knowledgeable about modern-day fashion, I, I suppose. We're, uh, we're the leading experts in the world in leading, fashion. Leading How does that feel? It feels great. <laughs> like the, <laughs> I don't know, I guess for people who are still watching this, thank you. Don't take this personal. I know that there's people here, like if any like legit people in fashion watch this, they're just going to be so cringe and just so pissed off. That, oh no, like, they've already gouged their yeah, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, don't be pissed off. Like you can do the same thing. Get on a podcast and just exactly. talk about what you're doing. And like, okay, yeah, we're, too young or whatever, like, whatever it is, like, I don't know, it's just really cool that you, I can just get on here and speak my mind or whatever, and, like, no, does this, opi- does my opinion matter? No, but I'm still, I mean, does our, our opinions matter on this? No, but we're still doing it because, I don't know, it's just, it's cool to talk about this stuff, like, and I'm sure that there's a lot of other people who also enjoy this stuff who want to talk about it, so, um, yeah, 7, 7.33 at night, Friday, August 20th, 2021 uh yeah man um quick quick life update i go to school in a week gonna be a junior this year at lewis university still playing division two basketball and i'm not working right now and my outlook on life is very optimistic i guess kind of nervous at times just because like but I think that's more so from the fact that, like, I see stuff on social media and the pressures, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I got to get, like, my shit together. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, hold on. I'm 21 years old. I'm playing basketball. That's what I really love. That's what I want to do and continue to hopefully do. Knock on wood. Um, is this wood consistent? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. But um, I guess just keep going. Stay consistent. You got a great friend here who is just so awesome and he's great to talk to and he's a great support for you and he's doing great stuff and yeah so that's it from me i can't wait to see this in whenever time so it'll be cool but that that's all i got and that's the whole purpose of this to be able to look back at these conversations in 10 15 20 years and if 20 people listen to this, cool. If 20,000 people listen to this, cool. But it's going to be really fun for us two to see this and again, 20 years say, oh, I remember that little apartment in, in Milwaukee and that conversation. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's the beauty of this. And you you don't get one thing back in the world, and that's, that's time. So make the most out of it and document it. So why wouldn't you record your conversations with some of your best friends? Like, I don't know. I I just view, like, I wish I had the conversations I've had in, like, high school and just, like, parking lot conversations with a bunch of my best friends. Like, just looking up at the stars at 2 a.m. on a random Thursday saying, God, I don't want to go to school tomorrow, but here we are. But let's talk about life. And then we just rant for the next three hours, and, like, we blink, and it's like, oh, damn, it's 3 a.m., and... Uh, we have school in a few hours. We should probably go to sleep now. And we just continue talking around on a, on a weekend or something. Like, I wish 
I had those conversations documented. And I think that's the beauty of this, that you inherently never know the value of something until you put it out there and, and you lose it. Until you don't have it. Until you don't have it. I went to, uh, Katie and I went to the Van Gogh Museum or Van Gogh uh, art exhibit a little bit ago. And Van Gogh was dirt poor most of his whole life. He died dirt poor and he was a, he was a starving artist in a sense. But now he's a, one of the greatest artists of all time subjectively. No one, I don't, he's dead. He's been dead for hundreds of years, you know what I mean? Um, but now that we don't have his art, it's sacred and people look at it. And I even look at some of his pieces. It's like, okay, that's cool. I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Van Gogh, but art is so subjective and the meaning behind your art is the most important part. And I think that's what we learn from people like him and um, other artists that have... Are, are long long gone, but now their work lives on and on and on for centuries even in Van Gogh's case. And I think that's so cool because inherently, like you, he didn't know the value of his art then. No one knew the value of his art then. But hundreds of years later, tens of years later, whatever that is, now people are realizing the value of it. So that's kind of how I look at these conversations of, hey, maybe three people watch this video or podcast, cool. That's not the value of it short term, but in 20, 30 years, you never know the impact you have, and you can never go back to say, damn, I wish I recorded those things at 18, 19, 20 years old. And I think that's the cool part, because you just hang out with people, and people overcomplicate life when, I don't know, people are hungry to relate to other people and other people's lives. And again, everyone has their own unique outlooks on life, and people think they need some sort of crazy awards and accomplishments or external validation to be able to talk on certain topics. And, hey, we just recorded a 30-minute podcast about fashion and culture. What do we know about fashion and culture? Some things, but what makes us on, the, on paper credible? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No fashion school. We didn't. Did you win best dressed in, in high school? That, that's right. That's okay, right. that's it. That's what I thought. I best that now, now we're cooking with with yeah. fish grease here. Vlada won best dressed guy in high school. So we have that's the world reclaimed expert here. That's uh, that's all you need. But in all seriousness, like. No one is credible to talk about things until they're credible, and no one decides if you're credible or not. You just need to talk about things, put it out there, and have fun. That's really my point. And I think, again, to our point at over maxing on five tacos each uh, earlier today, we were kind of talking about like the positives and negatives, and I realized this. we thought we were going to wrap this podcast up, but it's probably going to go another half hour at least. When do you need to go? No, no, we're we're good for a little bit longer. But yeah, we were talking about the like positives and negatives of social media and how like it is super hard a lot of the time with like comparison and uh, comparing yourself to others on, on social. And I've had this conversation probably three or four times in literally the past week of and, like people reaching out um, saying, hey, Sam, I'm struggling. Like, I think I should be farther in life. I, I struggle comparing myself to other people. And like I've completely been there. It is so... It, personally, it's so hard for me from a content standpoint to see other people like grow faster than me or grow way quicker than me and say, okay, they've put out 
10 videos on TikTok and now they have 100,000 followers. And like, it's so easy to just get wrapped up in those external factors. Real quick about that. It's almost like when you really, how fucked is that? Like, to think that at, at age 18 or 19, you might see someone on social media who's that age or maybe a little older, maybe even younger. Uh, who's a big YouTube star or whatever, traveling somewhere or whatever, and because of that, you think that, like, in life, you haven't made it. Or, yeah. at, or at age 18 or 19, you think you shouldn't be where you're at. You, you, you think you're not farther enough in life. Like, yeah. how fucked is that, to be honest with you? Because, like, dude, like, you have your, like, God willing that you live a long, happy life. Like, dude, you got, like, a time. lot of fucking time, bro. Like, time. excuse my language, but you have a lot of fucking time. Yeah, like these social pressures, you see other people doing better, and it's like, oh, shit, you want to be there too. But it's just like, take a break. And I know people say, I, I heard it from a podcast, like they say like, YOLO, you only live once, life's so short. But like, it, as short as it is, you have a lot of time, man. And it's just kind of like, yeah, man. Like, here's a good example. With doctors, doctors don't become doctors overnight. They don't become doctors in a year. They don't become doctors in four years. Like, they go to eight to ten years of schooling. What is it when you call, and after you finish school and then you go to a hospital to, God, I sound so stupid saying it. But, it, like, you, you're, you like, not shadowing a doctor, but, like, you're in, in practice or whatever. But before, like, you finish school and then you yeah. go work at a hospital, but you're not the doctor yet. Like, you have to train to become a doctor for, like, 12 to, like, like more than a decade. Yeah. Right? So putting that into perspective, like, yeah, man, when you see you're at 19 and you feel like you don't have shit figured out and we're not the first people saying this, but, like, it's okay, you know? Just live life. And as long as you have intention in your life and you have stuff that you enjoy and you have figured out some things that you want to work towards, I think that's all that matters is that the fact that you have goals and that you have stuff that you're working towards that you're trying to, like, fulfill and make yourself better, whether that's going to school to get a degree or trying to pursue a career through one of the social media platforms whether whatever, or trying to achieve your, your, your sense of purpose, whatever that is. As long as you're working on something that's constructive, that's going to benefit you for your future, I think that's, that's kind of an end of point. Facts. Facts. I'm sorry, I, interrupt, I interrupted you. I, no. I, like a spiel. I couldn't have said it better myself, and that's kind of where I was, where I was going. And you can always change. Sorry, I still, don't apologize. That's the beauty of this cut each other off, riff, so, rant. Uh, as we were yeah. saying. <laughs> That's the point, though. You can change. You can adapt. You can pivot. There's, You're again, to change, if you didn't make it in your teens, you can make it in your 20s. If you can't, didn't make it in your 20s, you can make it in your 30s. If you didn't make it in your 30s, you can make it in your 40s. That was some video I just saw of some intelligent lady online that I don't know who it was, but I definitely didn't coin that term, but that was the phrase. Uh, it was on TikTok. It was from a speech. Uh, so someone give some credit there. That wasn't me. But the point is, uh, we put so much pressure on ourselves to live up to society's expectations. As cliche as that sounds, it's true. And you just need to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And if that person is better than the person you were yesterday, you are on the right track. And I, I've learned one thing about life and that is no one knows anything about it. No one knows anything about anything they're in. So just keep learning. Keep going. Keep pushing. And then you'll figure stuff out. That's all I got. I'll say one more thing, too. 
And it's, it's great that we're able to sit down and reflect right now and kind of talk about it all. Like, how do I say it? Like, it's not, it's great now that we're all talking about it. It's fine and dandy. But then like after this and after somebody watches this, after we're done talking about this, then we go back into life and it's, it's hard. And it's like, yeah. then you got to start working, working at whatever it is and getting better at it. And it's kind of like, so it's nice to sit back and, 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 uh, talk about it but like in no means are we experts on this stuff or are we sound like we've got at least for, uh, we don't have this all figured out like it's just kind of like based off of what we've learned so far and not even what we've just learned but also what we've heard from other people who are who have had more experience I'll just give Gary Vaynerchuk for example like a lot of the stuff that he says I think resonates with people like us people in our generation so yeah so I don't want I, I hope people don't at all get the impression like we're some know-it-alls who who know everything and uh we can just sit back and talk well no like we're putting in work too and and it's not it's not all easy like believe me like it's there it's times where you feel like you want to quit there's times where like it's a real struggle and um i guess the whole thing is like just if you love it enough or if you really if it's, if it's really what you want you're you're gonna stick with it you're gonna figure it out and you're it, it, it's going to get better. The main thing is listen to this and then just after this, go do you. <laughs> yeah. And that's a wrap. Go do you. Thanks for tuning in. Now to the end of week six of this Documented Thoughts project, and a lot has happened in a week. I really haven't filmed a ton, but really spent some time with some just solid friends, and I've just been hanging out with like old high school friends, Greendale friends, Milwaukee friends, and honestly, it's been awesome because as I travel more and more from like LA to Milwaukee, like I realize the importance of having select networks in both places but like not spreading yourself too thin over over who you spend time with and who you give energy to and just be really selective with those groups of people so one of the biggest things i've learned in this time is when i first got into like entrepreneurship i would take every single coffee meeting i i possibly could if someone wanted anything whether to to pick my brain to network to use me for my for my connections whatever it was i would say yes and I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I, I grew so fast um, and my network grew so fast when it comes to networking and entrepreneurship and I kind of like the startup scene here in Milwaukee. But now I'm realizing that as more people uh, kind of grab for your attention, the more important it is for you to be super selective on your time and energy because if you're not getting an ROE return on energy with the connections and with the friends that you're, you're around, it is not worth it. And that's something that I love people and I love um, kind of like hanging out with people, but at the same token, it's super time consuming and it's super energy consuming if you're constantly around new people and you don't have or and you're not selective with your time so that's one thing I've been learning over the past I guess even few a few years even like kind of since quarantine started um, I just I've just gotten super selective with my time and honestly I had a post the other day saying um, if you want to grow you need to focus on one thing or two things or uh, focus your attention on very select things and that's so true because if you focus your attention on a ton of different things at once, it's super hard to grow in those areas. But if you really select um, the few things you wanna focus on, it's so much easier to grow and it's so much more sustainable to grow that way, which is super cool. Um, and that's what I kind of think about. Like my life is super, super simple right now. I, I am doing a lot and it may look like I'm doing a lot from the outside, but 
day to day, it's simple for me. And that's something that it's, I, I've really learned how to lean into that. And like, how do I, how do I build skills? How do I gain skills that have utility to other people that can solve other people's problems? And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about solving problems. It's about, uh, gaining skills that have utility to other people so you can serve other people. So I think it's super interesting. But with that being said, if you try to build 12 skills at once, it's super hard. So focus on one skill at a time, not saying you can only do one thing at a time or you can only have one business. You can only have one project. You can only do one thing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying do one thing at a time so you can start building up more more things. And I relate that to when I first got into entrepreneurship. I was, uh, again, I have, a, I have a very, very specific video in the summer of 2018, I believe, that I rattled off probably six different things I was, I was trying or attempting to do at the time. It was like, like finance, like trading, ETFs, crypto. Uh, that was kind of like one to two real estate. Uh, I wanted to get my Series 7. I wanted to grow like personal brand. I wanted to do video. I wanted to do social media. I wanted to do a ton of different things, and I was doing a ton of different things, but all at once. And now I reflect back on that time, and I realize that if I just focused on one thing at a time, maybe I didn't like that, but I would make so much more progress within that area and I would gain so much more skill in that area rather than trying to move on and do everything at once. But with that being said, that brings me to the point of when you're first starting out, you need to test a bunch of different things because honestly, you don't know what you like. You don't know what's important to you. You don't know yeah, what you like to do, what your passions are, what you could see yourself doing for five, 10 years. Um, so with that being said, you need to test a bunch of different things. And I knew if, if I didn't test again, six, seven, eight different things before video, before building a video company, I don't know if I would have ever built a video company um, because I got those reps in and I learned what I didn't wanna do. So take that into account. You never know what your interests are until you try a lot of different things. So try a bunch of different things, but I would say try a bunch of different things, but try one thing at a time instead of trying a bunch of different things at once. It's almost like a, a plate of food. You're, you're going through, or let's say a wine tasting. Uh, because I'm a wine connoisseur, I know. Um, that, was a, that was a joke. But uh, say you're you're at a wine tasting. You have five different. Uh, you have a flight of flight of five different flavors of wine, or five different wines, whatever it is. And instead of sipping on each one individually, like you're kind of supposed to, what if you poured them all in a big glass? and sip the whole glass of five mixed wines together. It probably wouldn't, wouldn't turn out the best and you would have no idea what you like or what you dislike because they're all mixed together. Think about that as side hustles. Instead of mixing all five different wines into the same glass, sip each one individually. Taste each one individually because then you get a better sense of what you like and what you don't like and external factors like the other other wine tasting, the other wine flavors, the other wines, that's not affecting what you're currently trying. So same with side hustles, same with building businesses. If you're trying to build three or four different businesses at once, chances are it's probably not gonna work. Can you have three to four businesses at one time? Absolutely. But typically, it's easier to build one and then start another one. Build one, then start another one. Build one, then start another one. And when you start another one, hopefully that other, the existing business is already at a point where it's sustainable, it's scalable. Um, you have systems and processes and team in place to, to continue running that. So that's, I think, one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, within this time, which is pretty cool. So with that being said, I'll keep this segment pretty uh, pretty quick, pretty short. I know last segment was with my my buddy Vlado. Vlado and I have gone back for, for years. He was, he's honestly one of my best friends 
right now um, and has been for the past years. Um, so again, we grew up together. Fucking love that kid to death. Um, so it is cool uh, having him come come through, sit down. And again, it's it's cool having those connections, having those friends that just really support you and support anything you do, and just extremely stoked for you. And I'm stoked for him, and he's doing doing a ton of cool things um, in basketball basketball uh, area. So. Again, with that being said, going back to one of my original uh, points of this video is find people with a return on energy. Find people that give you energy in any way, and if they are not, cut them out. You don't need to cut them off and burn any bridges, but just stop spending time with people that don't give you energy. So with that being said, Thank you for tuning in to week six of Documented Thoughts. I'm super excited to continue these videos going forward, continue sitting down um, in these manners because I'm learning a lot about creation. I'm learning to uh, really discipline myself when it comes to creation. So it honestly feels good. I'm super pumped to, to be doing this. So let me know what you guys think. Shoot me a text, shoot me a DM with anything. Uh, anything you guys want, any questions you have. If you want me to talk about any topics, let me know. But with that being said, See you next week.